I'm Jamie Dew, and this is A Show of Strength. Hey, it's Jamie, and welcome to Crazy Eights number five. Wow, can you believe it? We've been doing this for five months altogether. Just a little update. So far, we've donated over $140 to CAMH and the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario. So really exciting, and I want to thank everyone who comes out and supports the show. As well as people who have purchased the Team Mental Health t-shirts. All that money goes into the pot. And that's where we're able to do some really good things. The show you're about to hear was recorded on Thursday, June 28th, 2018. It was the best attended show that we've put out so far. So I'm really excited for you to hear it. The comics were hot. The crowd was hot. The weather outside was really fucking hot. And the Social Capital Theater is air conditioned. So score one for the Social Cap. Uh, if you're around next month, Thursday, June 26th, head on out. It's only 8 bucks to get in. You can chill your weary bones, enjoy a long slice brew, and maybe even win a prize. So with, with that said, let's jump right into the content. Talk to you soon. Hey, everybody. How you doing tonight? That's what we're looking for. Very uh, loud and very, you know, it, it needs to just peak and go away really fast. Just like that. Just like that. Uh, my name is Jamie Dew. I am the host of a podcast called A Show of Strength. Uh, has anybody here ever heard of this podcast? Yeah. Oh, a few people. That's all right. I'll take that. Normally when I stand on the street and ask that question, I get nothing. So I guess get people walking by me. But uh, A Show of Strength is a podcast. It's about my journey with mental illness. It is about the people I've met, the choices I've made, and the stories I've heard along the way. One of the things that I've chosen to do with this podcast is produce a monthly comedy show called Crazy Eights, where we put together a safe 
environment for people to perform uh, stand-up comedy, whether or not they are mentally ill, they've been diagnosed with as mentally ill, or they identify as mentally ill. So this is a good thing. So far through four shows, we've managed to donate over 140 bucks to, um, to mental illness uh, stalwarts in this city, such as CAMH and the Mood Disorder Association of Ontario. So I'm really proud of that, and that's all you guys. So thank you so much for that. Yeah, so uh, tonight you're here. This is Crazy Eights number five. We've got eight crazy comics that are going to come up and perform some great uh, material for you. Each of you should have got a little deck of cards, or actually we've got a really full house tonight, so not everybody got one. And if you didn't, we still want you to participate. But this deck of cards inside, there is a card representing each comic that is going to perform tonight. Okay? And what we ask of you is to take a mental note when they perform of which comic they are, whether they are first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. And at the end of the night, you will choose who gets to go home with a lovely sash that says, crazy funny, and $50 in cash. So this is a good thing. So, democracy. Do I need to go into this again after last month? No? Okay. All right. So um, I want to remind you of a couple other things. We've got a lovely t-shirt at the back that is for sale. Uh, it's similar to the one I'm wearing, except for it's all in black. Uh, it's 20 bucks. If you're performing tonight, it's 15 bucks. We've got delicious drink specials uh, downstairs, we've got the delectable Aloha Friday, which I'm going to tell you right now, this is the beer of the summer. If you take a sip of this, you're warned. It's going to just, em your can is just going to empty. It's done. This is five bucks, so this is a great deal. We um, get a great deal of support from Long Slice Brewery. So next time you're at the LCBO, uh, please look for Long Slice Brewery because they do great things like support our show here tonight. So thanks to Long Slice Brewery. Yeah, right? Oh my God. So what have we got here? We've got the podcast, we've got the t-shirts, we've got the Long Slice Brewery. I'm gonna tell you one other thing. One other thing before I introduce your host. Um, I wanna give you guys all a trigger warning. Some of the content that might be performed tonight could be triggering. Uh, I do have resources at the back. If anybody needs those resources, such as phone numbers for the Gerstein Center, or the Toronto Distress Line, um, I encourage you to take the courage to ask somebody for that information. And lastly, I encourage you to ask your strong friends whether or not they need your support and your help. Um, we lost a, a, a couple really prominent figures toward the end of the last month uh, and into this month. and. Um, both of them loomed very large and they seemed very strong and we lost lots of other people as well. And it's very important. How about I bring the crowd right down right now with all this, right? <laughs> but this is so important. Just check in with your strong friends, okay? I'm gonna leave you with that. I'm gonna, we're gonna, are you guys ready to get crazy? <laughs> all right, so now, see, now it's all good, now it's all good. See, oh, that's all I have to say. But for real, are you ready to get crazy? All right, I'm gonna bring up your host now. Ladies and gentlemen, give him a big round of applause. It's Will Christensen. Hey, how's everyone doing? We're gonna talk like this the whole show. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> oh, 
boy, I love this show. I, I've done it a few times. It's genuinely one of my favorite shows to do. And now I get to host it this month. So we're going to have a great time tonight, guys. I'm going to do some jokes just to like ease you guys into it. Uh, hey, I, I, my name is Will. I'm, I'm what they call a save the marriage baby. <laughs> Anyone here save the marriage baby? Anyone save their marriage with a baby? <laughs> no? I thought not. Okay. You can't save a marriage with a baby. They're underqualified. <laughs> like, how'd that conversation go? My dad just came home from work just like, Honey, our marriage is saved. I've got us this great marriage counselor. He's 10 minutes old. He can't talk. He's really cute. She's like, what's his rate? And it's like, it's all of our money till we both die. <laughs> it's going to work a miracle. I did not work a miracle. I didn't save that marriage. Uh, I don't think it's my fault, though. Like, you need a master's degree to become a marriage counselor, right? And, and babies, like, they barely know how to shit themselves. Like, they know what happens, yeah, but they don't really know why. And to be frank, they don't have a lot of time to figure out the mechanics of the situation. They have a marriage to save, okay? You gotta stay on task, it's important. Um, a little, little bit more about me, I got bullied a lot when I was a kid, uh, but I was also really naive, so I just didn't know it was happening. <laughs> I thought everyone was laughing with me. <laughs> no. I remember I was hanging out with this guy who I thought was my best friend, and then halfway through the conversation, he turned to me and he's just like, what are you doing here? Can, can you like fuck off? Like no one likes you, what are you doing here? And I was just like, classic. <laughs> the old bully Will Christensen trick never gets old. You guys smoke weed? Anyone smoke weed in here? Yeah, you smoke weed? What's your name? Violet. Violet? What's your, what's your home address? <laughs> Postal code included, please. I smoke weed. I smoke a lot of weed. Uh, it's going to be a bit of a problem, so I had to cut back recently. Uh, like I smoke, I don't know if the, you've ever had this happen. Have you ever smoked so much weed that you forgot if you smoked weed? Is that just a me thing? Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, I, I, I remember I was in my kitchen and I just kind of like zapped back into consciousness. And I was like, okay, I know I came out here to smoke weed. I can't remember if I did. I'm gonna take a bowl. I don't wanna take the chance that I'm not high right now. <laughs> Gotta be sure of it. I love getting high. Uh, runs in the family, too. <laughs> I did mushrooms with my dad about a year ago, which is uh, a fun time. Doing mushrooms with your dad, or any psychedelic, really, with your dad is a lot like going to a wedding. Because, like, at first, you're not really sure if you're gonna have any fun, but then you get there. And it's so much worse than you ever thought possible. <laughs> it's a terrible, <laughs> terrible time. It was so strange. Like, he kept giving me weird, insulting advice. Like, he'd be staring off into space and then just, Will, never have kids. Oh, shit, I'm sorry. Just like, thanks, Dad. Like, my demons came up during the trip, and his demons came up, and, like, they just coalesced into one big problem. Like, we lost all sense of identity entirely. At one point during the trip, he looked at me, and he's like, Dad, I'm scared. I was like, wait, aren't you Dad? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of show. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a, a mental health awareness show. 
which is very, very fun because I'm incredibly mentally unwell. <laughs> it's nice to be fit in. I'm actually doing pretty good. Uh, like, I'm a pretty like positive person. I like to look on the bright side of things. Uh, I wasn't always this way, though. I used to be very, very depressed and very, very unhappy. I used to listen to Radiohead. <laughs> One day I listened to Radiohead a little too much. I decided that I was going to kill myself, which is uh, a noted side effect of Radiohead. It's <laughs> not talked about enough. <laughs> So I decided I was gonna do that. I got on the train, I went over to Sherburn Station, just to kind of like show you where my mind was at. And uh, I, I walked to that little pedestrian bridge over the DVP, like you know that one that you won't die if you jump off? <laughs> that one? I was standing there for a long time, just watching the cars go by, just like building up the courage to jump. And I was finally about to, and then this couple walked onto the bridge. And they looked to be about like third date, and I didn't wanna fuck that up. <laughs> Like, no one's getting laid after that. <laughs> like, we're not going to be back at her place later. The guy's just like, oh. She's like, we saw a guy die. <laughs> we saw a guy kill himself. So I played it off. You know, I'm cool. I don't know if you guys picked that up. <laughs> but uh, I was just like, oh, that's what the outside of the bridge looks like. Okay. And I kept walking. Just walking down Sherburn Street, trying to figure out other ways to do it. You know, I had a busy week. I wanted to get this out of the way. <laughs> I was walking down the street and I came up, I came to this big crowd of people and everyone was freaking out, everyone was super anxious and I had no idea what was going on until I looked up and I saw a man sitting on the edge of a building getting ready to kill himself, just completely stealing my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I felt really out of place in that crowd too, you know, like everyone was yelling all these supportive things, everyone's just like, don't jump, we all love you. And I'm down there just like, how'd you get access to the stairs? <laughs> It's a padlock, it's well secured. You guys ready to get this show started? <laughs> what a story to start the show on. I'm so glad we're all in such a happy mindset. <laughs> uh, this next guy is in an amazing mindset. I talked to him backstage. He, I said, how are you feeling about this show? And he said, great. So get ready for your first comic. His name is David Boji, everybody. <laughs> Not say I was feeling great. I said I want to kill myself. Okay. Will. Will. Oh, sorry. It's a mental. Health. My, I shouldn't have said. I'm so sorry. I'm so. Yo. Yo. Cause I come up here too aggressive sometimes, and there's like some elderly people in here. I want to scare them. Call up their grandkids. I saw that awful boy at a comedy show. You tell. You tell Tyler to never do comedy. It's for the. The elderly people here. All right, yo. So <laughs> it's always good to pander to an audience. Anyways, anyways. Yo, I played house league soccer growing up when I was a kid. Anyone here play house league sports? Yeah! <laughs> Fucking house league soccer I played for way longer than I deserved. Because I was so good. But like the guys I played with were trash, garbage. And even though they sucked, they'd still get snack time. <laughs> like, yo, I'm all for participation trophies as long as they in some way tell the kid they're a failure. In some way. <laughs> Kid's like, Dad, my participation trophy broke in half. It's like, yeah, Frankie, it's weak. Just like you on the field. <laughs> and kids fucking get it. People are like, participation trophies, uh, they're so bad. Kids understand this shit. They're like, oh, I deserve shit 
because I perform like shit. I'm sad but enlightened. <laughs> Fucking, but no one learns anything when you give them a Rice Krispie bar. You're like, you played like garbage, but here, eat the embodiment of joy, here. Nah, man. But I played with this kid, like, okay, the thing with Hell's League 2 is that people just show up just for snack time. It's like this one kid, Fernando, I played with. Jeez, don't let the exotic name fool you. He was a blob of shit, okay? Fernando had frosted tips, always smelled like fruit punch. And, and he had this look in his face constantly, like, uh, uh. Hey, Fernando, what'd you do today? Uh, uh. You wanna do something later? Hey, Fernando, you want a box of Chewy Bars? Yes, I want a box of Chewy Bars. Give me the box of Chewy Bars. Fernando, I don't have any. Ugh. All right, fuck Fernando. The thing with Fernando, too, is that, like, he always looked like that, and he would always just stand, like, he was always disconnected from everything that was happening around him. Like, you go caress his forehead with your ball sack, and I don't even think he would notice, honestly. Oh, you guys don't believe me? Why not? The coach was doing it to him. True story. But that's besides the point. Although we did find out he was fat for a reason. Okay, I'm just saying. That's because he was sad. All right. But Fernando, like, just stood in one spot on the field. Didn't so much as squirm. But when the fruit gushers came out, oh my God, flew. Flew. And his mom would be on the sidelines like, well, at least he's getting physical activity. Getting diabetes is not a physical activity, mom. Physical activity, I mean, uh, maybe if you're talking about, you know, the molestation part, then yeah, that might have been a workout for Fernando, but hey. That's what, yo, that's what's up with Fernando. I eventually gave up post league soccer because like, I was too good. I was too good and I moved up, I played a year up, I had to convince my parents, they were like, no, nah, it's too expensive. And I convinced my parents by grabbing a soccer magazine I had. And I was like, sh I showed him a picture of Lionel Messi's famous soccer player, his salary for the past year, which is like hundreds of millions. Showed him this and I was like, this is me three years. <laughs> I was 12. <laughs> I'm 19 now. It's over. <laughs> All right, yo, this is what I've been thinking of. Um, I know the whole point of this is to make you laugh, but like when people laugh, it's so ugly. I don't know, but it just is, okay? And girls like it when guys make them laugh, and I like making girls laugh, because they look uglier and I get more confident. It's actually great. <laughs> Yo, we like immigrants here? Dude, I don't know, I don't know. Do we like immigrants? Yeah. No, okay. They're great, they're, they're all right. Actually, no, they're a popular trend, that's what they are. They are, okay, whatever. I've got my Italian immigrant grandparents and it's just so annoying talking to them. Especially my grandmother, because she's always like, Matt, you're 18, how can you not speak Italian yet? I'm just like, listen, speaking Italian is like eating ass for me. I don't do it that often, and when I do, it's only with my grandmother, so it's not like, it's not like, She's a grown-ass woman, she knows what she's doing, and she's good at it, so like, whatever. YOLO, right? Yo, you guys been sick, I've been David Fudge, let's get your host back. Team number David, everybody!
That was lovely. Uh, he's number one on the voter card, so keep that in mind. I'm gonna do that after every comic so that everyone, if you're not sure what number they are, now you know, sir. That was all for you. All right, <laughs> we're gonna keep the show going. Please give it up for Kelly Martin, everybody. Hello, fellow crazies. And I'm sure there's a few normals in here too. My name is Kelly and I'm a mom. I also have accumulated many diagnoses. <laughs> no, wait, it's like moose, right? Plural of moose. Diagnosis? No, no, diagnose? Diagnese, like geese, right? Yes, okay. Uh, no. Um, why isn't the plural of moose meese? I'm not sure about that one. Uh, anyways, I started off with some run-of-the-mill depression, and then over time I also got anxiety, PTSD, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety, collect them all. <laughs> I feel like anxiety and postpartum anxiety though are kind of like doubles, so if anybody wants to <laughs> trade, I have an extra. Tradesies? Okay, good, good. Um, my collection does make it hard for me sometimes. Anxiety makes me scared and nervous, like now. Um, the depression makes me want not want to leave the house. And the PTSD has completely made my memory disappear. <laughs> Just gonna hold these. Okay, so obviously stand-up comedy is a real practical thing for this crazy to do. I do hope no one is upset with us all using the word crazy or crazies or crazuses, crazies. Um, I'm not always down with other people calling me crazy though. One of the times I definitely do not want to be called crazy is when I have my period. For women, being called crazy when you have your period is like telling an exhausted toddler, hey sweetie, um, Maybe the reason that you're shouting and freaking out at the Walmart cashier who dared to smile at you <laughs> is because you're tired and you need a nap. Nap. Nap is definitely a toddler trigger word. Um, if you say the N-word, uh, that little toddler will get on her little toddler subreddit start banging that bitch. She told me I needed to take a nap. And all her little toddler troll friends will be banging on their keyboards. Lock her up, lock her up. <laughs> so when you say it, they immediately turn into that little red character from uh, Inside Out, the Lewis Black character with flames shooting out their head. And they're just like, I don't need a the same is somewhat true for some women. I being some. Uh, maybe you're acting crazy and irrational because you have your period. It is usually my period, but I, like the toddlers who are not going to go down for a nap, will not admit it. my very own angry toddler 
and she naturally has made me taste defeat. Um, being a parent is just like everyone says, extremely challenging and very rewarding, and you will never regret it. <laughs> never. Even when your tiny human starts throwing up her body weight in half-eaten hot dogs, and you don't want it to get on the carpet that you just spent $6,000 all of your line of credit on. So you get between her and the carpet. You sacrifice the outfit that you're about to wear out to a wedding, and you just lay there and you let the love <laughs> and the defeat and the vomit wash over you like a smelly, gentle Lake Ontario wave. <laughs> and you never, ever forget it. You never regret it either. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. <laughs> We got our handshakes down at this show, guys. <laughs> we, uh, we know what we're doing. I'm just going to keep the show going because we got a lot of great comics for you. Your next comic, this paper's upside down. Your next comic <laughs> uh, won this show last month. So, like, guaranteed funny. You guys are going to have a great time. Please give it up for Michelle Petrides, everyone. <laughs> Last month was, in fact, my first time doing stand-up. And it felt a little like group therapy. It was much smaller in here. This time feels a little more like an intervention. <laughs> a lot of friends and family. It's really nice and supportive. Yet, on some level, I feel like they're thinking, so, you're starting stand-up comedy at 35. You couldn't just have a baby to satisfy your ego like everyone else to be difficult. But this is way more fun than an intervention. I doubt there would be drink specials there, so <laughs> that's a plus. Also, I'm far too emotionally fragile to have a real intervention. Your closest friends and family gather way too close to you, <laughs> listing off the things that are wrong about your person. Like, I'm a type A person with OCD and depression, so if I really want to quickly access all the things that are wrong with me, I'll just pull out the laminated alphabetized list in my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> it's right there. But no, I'm a lot kinder to myself. Your 30s are great for giving way less fucks about everything, especially your body. Like, couldn't care less about being bikini ready or whatever that means. Uh, but I'm not immune. There was a lot of wind lately. I don't know if anyone else got caught up in it, but just, like my shirt was flying everywhere and I was wearing nylons for some reason. My skirt was way up there and I discovered like a deep level of Cirque du Soleil flexibility to hide my shame. I'm just like, oh, oh God. It was, it was impressive. Um, but no, like I said, I have OCD, so just out of curiosity, by a show of excessively clean hands, does anyone else here? Huh? Huh? I see some. Okay. Well, this is an odd number, which I don't care for. <laughs> but, 
Just don't panic, don't panic. Which, oh, that's my mental health pro tip, by the way. If someone's having a full-blown panic attack, just shove, don't panic! It works, it works like a charm. But no, you guys are all with it. You're at a mental health awareness show, you know what's what. Um, I particularly love the subtle genius that is this show, which gathers people with low self-esteem and psychiatric disorders and then subjects them to being ranked. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Um, but even as an audience member, like I had a lot of anxiety being an audience member. You had to choose a comic, it was awful. Uh, I do just hate making choices though, so that could be part of it. I had to online date for a short period of time, and that was just like sorting through a ton of winners and <laughs> getting it down to, you know, one person, and there's always a but, so it's okay, this guy's a feminist, but a feminist or are we going to go on a date and he's going to explain feminism at me for 30 minutes and hashtag me too and it's a real concern it's a real concern uh, but yeah you know you just go with the first person that messages you and then you're going strong for a year that's that's how I did it and uh, on the first date though you're in a restaurant typically right and for me there's a lot of anxiety in choosing a menu item I don't know why but I have to research it ahead of time I don't like being put on the spot so you're at the restaurant, I, I have my, my menu choice, and the waiter comes at me with a special, and I'm like, no, I made my choice, I deflect. <laughs> and it's fine, you're finally, all the choices are over, you're having a lovely conversation over your Albanian-Malaysian fusion food. <laughs> the hottest trend in Toronto right now. You don't know? <laughs> Check out Blog Deal. Uh, it's fine. Um, but you're in the restaurant, you've finally chosen, and you realize, I have to go to the bathroom. And when you have to go to the bathroom with OCD, it's a tactical operation. <laughs> you gotta get in, you gotta assess the stall and the sink, and you get into the stall and you see there's a little uh, on the seat, so you're, again, your Cirque du Soleil flexibility really comes in handy. You know, this weird angle, it's the perfect angle so you're not getting splashback, but you're not hitting the porcelain. It's, it's a special stance. Uh, and you wrap that up, and then you get to the sink, your biggest nemesis, and it's the smallest fucking sink you've ever seen in your life. And I don't know if folks have OCD, but you don't want to bang the sink with your hands. It's disgusting. It's all soapy. You don't want that. So you have a level of focus that's like the guy in Jurassic Park that's extracting DNA from a mosquito. You know, that's like that level of focus. And you wrap it up, and it's great. Uh, and you go to the hand dryer, which undoes all your hard work, because let's face it, that's a futile exercise in blowing around humid urinaire. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize, ah, I've been in here kind of a while, and my date's waiting for me at the table, and you're at a crossroads. So you can tell them, oh yeah, I have OCD, sometimes I need to engage in a little compulsive behavior to feel less anxious. But you're embarrassed. You don't want to tell them that. So it's one of the maybe only times in your life you would lead someone who you're trying to have sex with to believe that you're having just a furious BM in public <laughs> on your first date. You have to go with number two because that is just how shitty mental health stigma still is for us. Uh, I'm Michelle Petrides. Thank you. Michelle, everybody! What a show. She was number three. Uh, Kelly was number two. I forgot to say any of that. I came up immediately. I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this for every comic. And then I did it for one comic and then forgot. 
So we're doing great. <laughs> we're all doing great. Uh, this next comic is going to do great. Please give it up for Ben Stagger, everybody. Thank you. Thank you so much. How are we doing? We're doing good? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, I'm chewing gum right now. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'll just swallow it. Oh. All right, yeah, I swallowed it now. Um, yeah, I've actually been swallowing gum since I've been in grade, since I was in grade seven, and like, I'm in grade eight now, so like, I, I, yeah, it might affect my beach bod this summer, but like, you just gotta carry on and prosper. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be honest, I'm a single bastard right now, okay? I'm a single man out on the town, and like, here's something I've, I found it's kind of hard, like having like, mental health issues and like relating to people, but I think we're in a good time for you to be open and honest about your mental health issues when you're dating. But I've been having a bit of problems because like, here's the thing, like people, when you're on a date with them and you're like, you're, you tell them like, hey, I see a therapist, that's like sexy, right? <laughs> but in my case, when I tell someone I see a social worker, that's check please. They're cheaper actually. <laughs> that's a little life hack for you. Social workers are cheaper to go to. That's a life hack. That's a, a sad life hack. Or hopeful, I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen this like really nice social worker lately. She is seeing other people, that pisses me off a bit, but like, okay, we'll work with it. And I have hit a breakthrough recently. Last Friday, I cried for the first time in what seemed like years over something that wasn't basketball, MDMA, or landslide by the Dixie Chicks related. <laughs> It's better than the Fleetwood Mac original. It brings a tear to my eye. I, actually, I, I cried over something that happened to me last summer. Like Will, Will was talking about this earlier. Um, last summer, I actually decided to leave this world on my own terms. I think we know what I mean by that. I tried the tuna sub sandwich from Subway and like... <sighs> and I have celiac, oh God, yeah. I have celiac disease too, so it really messed me up. Though uh, no, I actually, last summer, I did try really harming myself. And like, these things happen, unfortunately, but like, one thing I, I found hard about like, overcoming this thing is like, when you are like, thinking about like, dying a lot, uh, you, uh, like, you don't really plan ahead to finish things or like, finish, any, so this joke doesn't have an ending. <laughs> Please forgive me, okay. I'm sorry if I seem a little off right now. I was up a little late last night reading Ben Affleck's Wikipedia page. We don't like Ben, but we like Ben, right? Boo, yes, boo, yes, boo, yes, boo, yes, boo. That was cool, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I was reading Ben Affleck's Wikipedia page, and here's a thing that not a lot of people know about Ben. Ben Affleck is banned from multiple casinos 
in Windsor, Niagara Falls, and Las Vegas because he's too good at blackjack, he counts cards. And I was thinking to myself, similar thing happened to me. Yeah. I'm banned from multiple Cineplex Odeons <laughs> in Southern Ontario because I'm too good at time play. <laughs> I count scene points. <laughs> oh, we love Scotiabank, right? <laughs> we love that little red card. Any scene point collectors in the house? I guess not. That's fine. Yeah. Um, I, I guess before I leave, I'll talk about this briefly. I've been having a little bit of a problem lately, or should I say my whole life, yeah? Been having this problem where every single relationship I get into always turns into an FWB. Think we all know what I mean by that, right? Friends with Ben. <laughs> My name's Ben. <laughs> All right, thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen. You did great. Number four. Remember the number four. Or don't. Don't. Don't remember. Keep it going for Ben, everybody. Woo! He is number four. So if you want to vote for Ben, you want to vote for number four. I think we all get the rules by now. I just like saying them every time. <laughs> all right, it's time for everyone's favorite part of any show, the intermission. Hey, So we're going to take 15 minutes where you guys can go grab a nice beer, maybe long slice if you want to do that. Go use the bathroom or whatever. Make sure, I don't know, come back in 15 minutes. We're gonna <laughs> we have a whole lot of show left. Yeah, we've got one prize from Long Slice Brewery that we're going to give. 
glassware and some cans of long So maybe you could select right now. You could get it ready to go for the second act. You could get that comic ready to rock and roll. And when David comes around with an empty receptacle at the end of the night, uh, you can fill that receptacle with your card. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to get crazy again? We've done this. We've done this before. Okay, no, hold on. So I need you to know that this is going out as a podcast. And I have literally, literally dozens of people that listen to this podcast. <laughs> so you need to represent yourself well. I'm going to edit that first part out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to get crazy? <laughs> there it is. I'm going to bring up your host, Will Christensen. <laughs> We're back from intermission. Yay! Oh boy, am I 25% drunker than you last night. <laughs> you guys ever see someone taking the stairs one step at a time and you're like, get a job. Who need to? This is city life, okay? You're not taking it three steps at a time, you don't really want it. I have a job. I teach people how to use the stairs to my own personal satisfaction. <laughs> Get them going three at a time, five at a time, nine at a time. Everyone else says I'm just pushing people down the stairs. <laughs> but I know what's up. I'm the professional. You guys ready to start the second half of your show? Oh boy, oh boy. This next comic is a comic who's done this show before. Uh, and that, that's all I'm going to say about him. <laughs> Please give it up for Jacob Boston, everybody. How are we doing? How's it going? How, whoa, nothing. Okay, that's how it's going. Ooh, fuck. All right, we'll do it again. How's it going? There we go, okay. I wasn't going to be able to go on if that didn't happen. Uh, <laughs> how are we doing? This is nice. Uh... I, uh, you guys think Pooh's funny? Yeah, Pooh's funny. Some of you guys think it. I'll convince the rest of you. I, it's great. You put anything in your body, it falls out your butt brown. That's hilarious. That's, that's the wonders of life. I did a show recently, 
and I went to go to the washroom before the show, and one of the only five audience members at the show had taken a poop and didn't flush. And I laughed for like five minutes of that poop. That's how funny, it was the best surprise of my day. And then a man walked in on me laughing at the poop, one of the audience members, he started laughing at the poop. We're now two men who have bonded over some other guy's poop. That's beautiful. That's how I wanna meet my wife, right there. I, uh, <laughs> there's no toilet paper on the poop. Yeah, someone just took a poo and left. Did not wipe, did not flush. Two of the very important things you do after you poo. Clean cut. Clean cut? This man doesn't wipe, right there. Get that man a bidet, right now. <laughs> only wet ones? Do you only wipe with wet ones? <laughs> Whoa! Heckling wet ones, then apologizing in shame. Is this a wet ones, like, tactic to get us to buy wet ones that they send you here? Is this sponsored? Is this heckle sponsored by wet ones? <laughs> I peed on a poo. That's what happened. I got to pee on a poo. You ever peed on a poo? You find a poo, you can pee on it. That's an option. You don't have to flush it. Or you can poo on a poo. Now you've created like a Tim Hortons line where you bought coffee for the person behind you. It's beautiful. Here's the thing, I had to do a show for those people, five of them, and one of them took that poo. I didn't tell a single joke, I just asked questions. That's all that happened. I asked very personal questions, and the audience got really mad at me until one guy got up. He's like, you know what, I can't take this anymore. I took the poo. Well, that stopped you from talking about it. And I was like, I don't know. And then another guy got up and he was like, you know what, I'm not gonna let him take the fall for this. I took the poo. And then one by one, every one of the five audience members got up and said they took the poo. Until it got to the last audience member and it was the guy I laughed at the poo with. And he got up and he was like, I took the poo. I like to take poos. Then I like to wait till someone finds it. And then I like to watch their reaction. And we were all like, that guy definitely took that poo. I think that's the culprit right there. <laughs> you know how badass you have to be to take a poo and not wipe? That's the most badass move. And I don't even mean like you're cool. I mean like you got a bad ass. You should go wipe that thing. It's covered in poop. <laughs> Can I talk about poo for five minutes? I don't know. I'm going to find out or not. <laughs> Oh, uh, I, uh, this is, I was eating a yogurt the other day. Good start. Uh, <laughs> the yogurt flavor was just red fruits. <laughs> red fruits, that's not a flavor. <laughs> that's just a color and fruits. That's, here's the thing, I was looking at the ingredients of red fruits, strawberries, raspberries, and blackberries, which is like, how did you not only use red fruits? The most general name, like what's happening at fucking the yogurt place? Like, I have no, the my only theory is that like the guy who names the yogurt is like racist, but he has no outlet for his racism other than naming yogurts. And he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take away black people's berry. Let's do it. It's a red fruit from now on. 
See, this red fruit bit has not been working, guys. I'm not gonna lie. You're not the first audience to be like, what the fuck is this idiot talking about yogurt for? Can he go back to poo? Can he talk about poo some more? All right, I gotta go, guys. You've been awesome. Have a great night. Thank you so much. Give it up for Jamie. Give it up for Will. Fuck yeah. start to that. Uh, I'm going to point you out first. I know you didn't see, I know you thought no one saw it, but when Will was coming up here, you went for a high five, he didn't high five, and you sat there in shame. <laughs> I saw it. That's right. All right, cool. I, uh, fuck, I got, had a weird week. I, uh, I got fired from my job. I, I went through the catalog in my head and I was trying to figure out like why I got fired and after going through the catalog, I'm like, oh, it took them that long. Okay, well. <laughs> got away with a lot of shit. <laughs> Not gonna lie. Like the thing is certain supervisors, they, like, they find out that I do comedy and they think that they can talk shit to me, but then they, feel, then they realize that I'm way better at it than, than them. Like this guy was like, hey Max, how's being a loser going? And I'm like, good. How's your divorce going? <laughs> I'm sorry, how's your trial separation going? We still calling it a trial separation. I'm really bad at that. My last job, I, I was, uh, I, it was an office job. I look like I fit in there, but I don't. Um, when when the, like, people are political in an office building, like, especially people in their 20s, like, when the topics come up though, my fucks are very few and far between. Like, you hear some uh, people talk, like, something that I've noticed about, like, white people now is that they'll talk about their group of friends the same way nerds talk about Pokemon cards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's like, that's totally me. <laughs> well, like, you just hear it, just like, dude, check it out, I just got a Korean pen pal. North Korean, super rare. Just <laughs> stupid shit like that, just like, man, just check it out. Look, I got the black friend card. I know what you're thinking, not a rare card, but you pair that with my gay uncle and Asian coworker, man, my dick is stacked. Like, it's that kind of, yeah, see, everyone's getting a little weird right now. <laughs> Everyone's pulling back, but here, I'll turn it around. But the thing is, like, they wrote me into these arguments, and I don't like to play, but when I have to play, I fucking win, because I got the black wife card. Boom, Charizard, right there. <laughs> I, got, I got the lesbian sister card, I got the Mexican sister-in-law, I got the disabled dad, the evolved form, the dead dad. Like, I am so fucking close to being a minority, it's ridiculous. <laughs> And this is where the theme music kicks in. Duh, duh. He's gonna be a minority like no white guy ever was. And then it cuts out because it gets really racist after that. <laughs> Very racist after that song. I, um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm kind of happy. I, I just celebrated one year of living in uh, Toronto now. It was cool. I, I originally moved to Scarborough. I said I was in Toronto, but I was aggressively corrected. Uh, <laughs> People here don't like that. I like Toronto though. Like uh, Toronto's trauma. Toronto's like built up on like immigrant. Like people like, come from all over, immigrate from all over to follow their dreams. Like Paris, Jamaica, North York. They come from fucking everywhere <laughs> to follow their dreams. And you know it's respectable. But the thing is, I moved from Windsor, and I can't be proud of that. I can't. Like that's one of those places where you can't really show hometown pride. Like people. 
People will show hometown pride. One way is that they'll say their favorite memory of their city and then the name of the city. It'll go like this. Oh, Max, have you ever eaten the greatest slice of pizza while watching the greatest baseball team while being in the greatest city in the world? Oh, New York, baby! And I'm like, well, no, but have you ever gone to a barber shop and got an aggressive haircut from a dude you later found out was just hanging out? <laughs> Windsor, baby! <laughs> Stupid shit like that. Like those ghetto have you ever's just permeate my life. Like, have you ever walked down a dark alleyway to see three homeless dudes sharpening spears? Windsor. You know what? It works Works better some other times. I, we just celebrated Father's Day. Ever, did everyone see their family for Father's Day? Okay, cool. <laughs> Fuck them. All right. Now, I don't see my family too often. I'm not too bummed about it because I'm starting to fear some of them. Like, my little cousins, they're developing into little monsters. Like, it's not overt, but, like, uh, I see one of them. He doesn't wear, uh, like, wears Crocs in the winter and doesn't make eye contact. I'm like, ah, you're going to kill people to feel joy. Which is <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. Like, even other, um, other family members, like, I got a black wife, a racist uncle. That doesn't really scream home for the holidays, does it? <laughs> Like, he's not overtly racist, I don't want to give you that impression, but, like, he'd make me watch really, really charged movies when he babysat, but he was cheering at the wrong parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, like, uh, totally, like, uh, certain, like, uh, fuck, certain family members of mine, like, the, you gotta realize your, your place in your family. Like, I'd love my family, I wish it was mutual, but, like, the... <laughs> mm. Like, they do sometimes send a little cousin to visit me, but it's only one at a time, and it always seems like it's like when they're in trouble, and I'm the life lesson. <laughs> like a version of Scared Straight, the minimum wage edition. <laughs> yeah, you go and have a Mr. Noodles weekend, and see if, see if you get an A minus again. All right, guys, that's my time. Thank you very much. You guys are great. Absolutely great. Give it all for your host, Will. Who tried to high-five me and I missed it? Oh my god. I got him. Alright. Everything's fine. What a loving environment. <laughs> That's genuinely the only time an audience member has come up to me to like do something nice instead of be like, hey, fuck you, I hated that joke. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep the show going. Your next comic, please give it up for Jam Easy. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll get right to the point. You know, they call me Jam Easy because I used to be a DJ in a strip club. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to the strip club during the day, but you see some shit you don't want to see. <laughs> Saw the grossest vagina I've ever seen in my life. Looked like cold cuts falling out of a sandwich. I was about to call Arby's and tell them she has the meats. But guys, I really didn't come here to talk about pussy today. The only pussy I came here to talk about is me. And you know, the, my, my battle with depression and anxiety. All right, I think it started with concussions. Listen, when, summer of grade eight, I was uh, climbing a tree with my friends, watching a high school cheerleading practice, all right? Fell 30 feet, landed on my head. Now they said it was a miracle that I'm not dead or paralyzed for life. And it was a phenomenon that my dick was still hard. What can I say? Those 2001 St. Thomas Aquinas cheerleaders were fucking fire, guys. <laughs> now, time went by, you know, I got some more concussions in high school, and I started doing some, you know, drugs in college. Nothing crazy, just the fun stuff, you know, ecstasy, shrooms, a little cocaine. So who knows what did this stuff to my, my brain, but eventually, you know, when I'm on balconies, I started thinking, hey, maybe I should jump off. 
<laughs> I thought that was really relatable. Like, I was smoking a blunt out there with my friends. I'm like, guys, you know, everyone, anyone ever think about jumping off the balcony? They're like, nope, that's just you. <laughs> but anyway, some time went by, and then I got one more bad concussion, all right? Well, I was with playing some basketball, and one of my best friends, great guy, everyone loves him, but he's a bull in a china shop when he's playing sports, all right? I went up to grab a rebound. He comes, undercuts my, my legs. I fucking land on my head. Now this time, yo, I actually felt like a shift in my personality, all right? For a couple months, I was like in a damn rut of depression. I go to see a doctor about it, all right? And he says, you know, you've had so many concussions, you gotta fucking get more active because to get the endorphins moving, all right? In your, in your body, but the problem is when you're depressed, you don't really feel like moving, you know what I mean? Anyways, guys, then, I, this, these aren't jokes, now I'm just telling you guys what, what's, what's fucking happened, you know what I mean? <laughs> All right, so time goes by, and you know what I mean? I'm getting sad over nothing. Like, I'm just, like, feeling sad. But now I go into a couple years where actually some real shit starts going down. You know what I mean? Everyone's been through shit. Even Will Smith, he got in one little fight, and his mom got scared. <laughs> I mean, hey, couldn't she just be like, don't go back to that park? But anyways, like, okay, so I'm going to talk a little sad stuff for a second here, guys. Listen, in, in a span of a year and a half, I lost my closest uncle. Then my dad left the family. Well, my grandpa was on his deathbed. Pretty fucking asshole thing to do, you know what I mean? Anyways, that all happened, then I'm feeling pretty sad. And then my, one of my best friends, same guy that I got injured off that, he, he passed away. It's very sad, all right? And, uh, and at the time, I'm like, man, I, I, I kind of wished it was me instead of him, because he had a lot of good things going for him, and I didn't really have anything, you know what I mean? Anyways, guys, let me, uh, you know, anyway. <laughs> I'm sorry to keep making it so sad, but I really wanted to talk about this stuff. So anyways, then I thought, you know, maybe it's a good idea for me to get a new addiction. I started gambling a lot, like badly. And actually, guys, it's crazy, but su being suicidal actually saved my life. All right, I got in really deep with some bookies, and they, <laughs> and they sent some goons after me, gun to my head, you know what I mean? And I said, let's go, you know what I mean? Fuck, I'm ready. <laughs> so they, they weren't ready for that shit. Uh, so I was okay. <laughs> Anyways, guys, I go to see a therapist. I go to see a therapist, I ask him for help, and uh, he gives me some medication. But the problem is, guys, this medication, it made my dick like a fucking kid that didn't want to get ready for school, you know what I mean? It was just like <laughs> flopping down to the, f it wasn't getting hard. I mean, how am I supposed to be happy if my dick won't get hard? I threw that shit away. Within a week, I said, fuck that shit. I Google how to be happy, you mean? Has anyone ever done that? Ever Google how to be happy? There's some stuff out there. I tried some shit, but it didn't go too good, you know what I mean? So after some time, up until like, there was like three years where I was just like crippling depression, like very sad. Now last year, you know what I mean? I fucking, I actually asked God for help. I got down on my knees, I asked God for help. Now the same week, a couple days later, I don't know if you guys, a any comedians that's ever been to Brampton, this friend that I, this friend that I have, uh, he told me to try out comedy, okay? This guy's name, if anyone's ever been to Br Brampton, his, his nickname is Woo. He's like the livest audience member. He's like Ric Flair, Woo! You know what I mean? Always <laughs> in the audience getting hype. So he tells me, go try out comedy, guys. And it actually fucking, it's changed my life. It was last year, and uh, now I have like a reason to live. I have a purpose. It's really, it's really been fucking great, you know what I mean? A couple months after now, I, had, I, I went to the doctor. I couldn't stop coughing. I had a spot on my lung. I'm like, wow. Just when I start getting ready to live, I'm like fucking having a cancer scare. But for the first time in my life, I'm actually caring about living. Every other time, I'm like, fuck it, I'm ready to die, you know what I mean? Anyways, guys, I'm okay. It was just a, it was just a spot on my lung, you know what I mean? It's okay. But yeah, I just want to finish saying, you know what I mean? Yo, find a purpose, find his passion, you know what I mean? If you have somebody in your life that, that seems down, give them a fucking hug. You know, 
maybe give them something to look forward to. As long as you have something to look forward to in life, and uh, passion, purpose, and hope. All right, listen, I'm not saying God's the answer for everyone. I'm not even talking about religion. It's not even uh, nothing to do with religion, but the same week I asked God for help, I started doing comedy, and it's been fucking great ever since. I really, I, uh, the w my comparison is before I was running on ice. When I asked God for help, I put on skates. Life's still slippery, but fuck, man, I glide every now and then, you know what I mean? It's getting better. All right, guys. Hey, put it together for us, and then we'll put this together. Jamie, what a great idea. This great therapy, you know? And put it together for your host, Will. All right, we've hit that part of the show where we have one comic left. It's colloquially called the end of the show. <laughs> but we have a great, great comic for you to close the night off. Please give it up for a very funny woman. Juliana Rodriguez, everybody. very fun. I love how everybody, this is like a show about mental illness, but I think coming up here and asking for the complete validation of strangers speaks enough to our mental state <laughs> as comedians. Um, but it's, uh, it's good to be here. I'll tell you guys uh, something right off the bat. I turned 21 last week and uh, it's kind of been fun. My mom uh, took me to a spa for my birthday. Um, which was an interesting experience. You know, I thought it would just be me and then someone that kind of looks like me but shorter and a lot more stressed out. Uh, but turns out she decided to get naked uh, immediately. That is just immediately naked, took a swan dive into the pool. I was like, you didn't even give me a warning. That's not fair. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. And she's like, yes, I did. I told you. I told you I forgot my bathing suit. And I'm like, that's... I thought you had another plan. Like, what are you talking about? Nobody just forgets their wallet at home and is like, well, I guess today's the day I start stealing. Um, <laughs> conveniently forgot my car keys too, I guess. I don't know. And there's something about being in a hot tub with someone else and they just want to overshare about their life with you. It's like a vulnerability thing. I don't know. But it's still my mom, so she would say the weirdest thing. She'd be like, do you know when you were born they had to use a vacuum to get you out? I'm like, oh, okay. If I give you a token, can we change the track to shit-talking my aunt, please? Uh, just maybe talk, I don't know, talk about how you named me. I don't know if it has to be about my birth. Um, very cool. My name is, uh, my full name is Juliana Maria Rodriguez, which is way too dramatic for someone who looks like if Old Navy were a person, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm not even a drug lord. Like, I shouldn't have a name like this, right? Crazy. But I found out uh, that I actually have the same name as a very famous Brazilian stripper, which uh, is exactly where it belongs, in my opinion, right? It definitely belongs to someone who has enough confidence to not only wear a bikini professionally, uh, but also outside of their own bathtub, okay? I feel like... It's like a chew-in. Like, the only stripper quality I have is that I sanitize my hands after every interaction. That's about it. That's about it. If she's ever Googled herself and seen my headshots, I'm sure she's extremely disappointed, right? That would kind of suck. Like, if you think about it, the one thing that people scroll her images to do is just ruined by a close-up of my Mennonite headshots. Like... <laughs> People go from imagining her stripping to imagining me renovating old doors. Like, that's, 
We came here seeking a stripper, not inspiration for our basement project. Are you kidding? Too much, too much. My parents uh, did tell me, though, it's a very common European name. I was like, did you guys have a specific career path planned out for me? I don't know. Maybe my dad was a fan of hers. But like, no, it's actually a very uh, common European name. What happened uh, is my mom is Italian and my dad is Portuguese. And because of that, they're divorced. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that one Portuguese person in the audience, like, fuck them. Ah! <laughs> no more World Cups in my household. That was, uh, that was about it. It's great. I've, uh, I've been watching the news a lot lately. Um, found out that perverts are kind of everywhere. I don't know if you guys knew this. They don't really have like a restricted area like everything else. They're just like around if it's nice out. Like that's, <laughs> it's kind of like being warned about a bear when you're hiking, but just like way less of a thrill. You know what I mean? Like you see a bear, you're like, okay, I gotta make myself tall or I have to play dead or maybe use these branches for self-defense. You see a guy with his pants down pressed against a bus window, the most you get to use is a whistle. That's about it. You play dead, that might attract more to you. Are you kidding? You can't play dead. And I don't know at what point someone decides uh, consciously that like pulling down their pants in front of another human being and then chasing them around is ever a good idea, right? Like I don't know what point, like maybe it happens when they're three and their mom tells them it's adorable and they're just like chasing that high again. I don't know what happens. <laughs> but nobody's looking at a fully grown man with their pants down being like, oh, he's probably just cranky. Like, <laughs> can someone get him a warm robe? I don't know, maybe some liquefied peas if he's hungry? That's <laughs> not happening, right? But I do think that perverts are getting a lot smarter, right? If you guys have been keeping in touch with this, they're a lot more advanced, right? Like they're not really jumping out of bushes like how they used to, right? Like, that's kind of like the iPhone 4 version of the pervert community. Like it's, they've upgraded, you know? Now they're sending pictures of their dick. I'm like, give me a break and chase me through a corn maze every now and then, you know? I don't need to see this during family game night. Now we are cutting me loose from my family. I don't know, but it's very interesting. Like there was this NBC executive, I'm not sure if you guys heard this story, but there's an executive that put a secret button underneath his desk uh, to lock women in his office. And spoiler alert, it wasn't to force them into a promotion, okay? <laughs> this guy, he wasn't like, get on your hands and knees and smell that hardwood floor, girl. Welcome to your new space. Like, no, it's <laughs> not what happened. The secret button, that's ridiculously inventive, right? That takes a lot of confidence. So it makes me think that we just can't avoid these guys anymore, right? So I've come up with a theory uh, to out crazy these crazy guys. And I think you just have to say things that your mom would tell you in a hot tub. <laughs> just be like, is it normal if my tits hurt when I'm in salt water? Like, I don't know, you know what I mean? Just start telling them about how they thought you were soulmates before they were born, you know? And then finally, uh, to cap it off, just hum your favorite song and slowly pee. That is <laughs> how you do it. Anyway, guys, you guys have been lovely. Thanks so much. Steve Jones, Juliana, everybody. <laughs> All right, we've reached the end of your show. How'd you, what'd you guys think? You guys like it? <laughs> yeah.
Great. <laughs> All right. So we're going to do that thing where we vote for whoever's the best comic just to really pile on the anxiety to all of our performers. So I'm going to invite all of our comics back up to the stage. Come on. So, did you guys get cards? Do you have your number? Do you know what you are? Do, or should I say it out again? Okay, so number one was uh, David Foggia, who is not here anymore. Uh, number two was Kelly Martin. Number three, we have Michelle Petridis. Number four, we have Ben Stagger. Number five was Jacob Balshin, the man in the green shirt. Uh, Number six was Max Sheldrick. Number seven, Jam Easy. And then number eight was Juliana Rodriguez. So please uh, vote. There will, be, there will be people around to collect the cards and everything like that. Uh, yeah, everything seems to work smoothly. In the meantime, I'm gonna do some raffle draws. So we have two prizes. While you're voting, we should be paying you for this. Alright. So, the first ticket that I have drawn is two, three, eight. One. One. Zero. Who is that? Hey! Come on. <laughs> There's a Starbucks thing with a cup that fell out. <laughs> and you get it for free! Oh, Jamie's coming up. Oh my goodness, he's coming up and he has the sash. The 
winner's been determined, everybody. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna pass the mic off to Jamie. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, crazies and non-crazies. We have a lovely sash here that we're ready to give away and we're giving it away tonight to our first repeat winner. www.ashowofstrength.com Subscribe to the podcast. I do a daily thought journal where I talk about the kind of crazy that I'm feeling. This show will be posted there if you want to relive tonight. And uh, there's a lot of more great content. But one more time for everybody, including your host, Will. Take care of your bartender downstairs. That's Megan. Round of applause for our sound tech, Gord. Long Slice Brewery. Let's go drink some beer.
Well, that was Crazy Eights number five. We're going to wrap it up for another month. I want to thank you for listening today. Please, please let me know if you can make it out next July, uh, or this coming July, rather. July 26th, 2018. The show starts at 8.30. Doors open at 8.15. Eight bucks to get in. It's a real good time. And you know what? We're going to be celebrating something a little extra special on the 26th. My birthday. So come on out to the Social Capital Theater, 154 Danforth Avenue, and we'll have a great time. Be well and stay safe. A show of strength is a movement where I try to encourage courage. You can subscribe, rate, and review the various shows we produce at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. For more information, including how to connect on social, please visit www.ashowofstrength.com.